everybody. Welcome to Let Me Ask My Mom. I am your host, Carlisle Studer, here with my mother, Carmen Studer. Your co-host. My co- <laughs> my, uh, my employee, my mom. <laughs> Just kidding. Because you're the executive producer. <laughs> I'm the EP. I like it. I'll work for you any day. You will? Absolutely. I think I'd be a really good boss. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> Clearly proven. Great negotiator, too. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So let's start off. We're going to start off by asking my mom a question. So what's my question for today? Sorry, something on my. So what is your advice to kids with um, learning disabilities? Because the kids or the parents, I guess I could cover both. Yeah, I was going to say from a parent perspective, like when you're raising a kid that has 80 ADHD, dyslexia, that kind of thing. Because that's what my brother yeah. has. Yeah. So, um, and I think it's I becoming like more like knowledgeable now. But I think at at the time, like years and years ago, it was much harder to navigate. So, well, yeah, they didn't they didn't do anything about it really. <laughs> In my day and age, they're like that boy just needs to go outside and run. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, let him just burn all that energy off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and so. What happened with Dane was I just was able, I was lucky I was a stay-at-home mom. He was at a Montessori school, and I was noticing all the kids were going from their short vowels to their long vowels when they were reading. And I was like, Dane's not getting that. And all the other kids are getting it really easily. And so um, I took him and had him tested at SMU with... A guy who's a specialist, I have forgotten his name, unfortunately. It's been such a long time ago. I mean, Dane was like four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, he was dyslexic. And um, it, he was saying it was kind of amazing that I caught it so fast. But it really did, wouldn't have changed anything. The thing that I would say for parents who um, have a child with any kind of learning difference would be to learn as much as you can about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea that dyslexia had, you know, something like 700 different ways of presenting itself down to how somebody walks or writes or all kinds of different uh, transposing. And, um, and so, of course, you learn all of that and you find out where your kid lies in that. And I even, I even called the authors of some of the books I read there was one um, professor that that replied to me and she was really nice and I said what advice do you have for somebody with a dyslexic kid and I'll just share her advice and that was um, when you have a child that is different you have to throw everything you've got at them to find out where their niche is so don't just try one sport try 10 sports Mm -hmm. you know um, keep throwing things and tools at them to see what works for them and I thought that was really really amazing advice I also um, this is something that I love that I did and it was intuitive Um, I every single time I read an article about Richard Branson or the guy that started Kinko's or um, there was a guy that was running Ford at some time um, all of these guys were massively dyslexic mm-hmm. and then very, very successful. And so I shared with him as often as possible, here are people like you. They mm-hmm. think different. Um, Richard Branson, I've read stories that he literally 
even to up until recently, I guess this was probably 15 years ago when I read this, um, didn't know the difference between gross and net. I mean, this is a billionaire. Yeah. And people yeah. were having to say, okay, think of it like fish. You're pulling in the net. That's the part you get to keep. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I would just read stories um, about successful people and share them with him. And I think it's a really good idea to do for any child. Um, Regardless of what it is, I was listening to something yesterday. Um, I think it was one of your, one of the podcasts that you love, and they were talking about um, a movie that was made for somebody who. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, and that the kid really loved it because they identified with it. I think anytime you can um, help a child normalize who they are mm -hmm. and not feel uncomfortable is brilliant yeah regardless to, of what it is to see reflections of themselves and yeah and movies and books and, and really getting to know who they are and that's actually one of the really great benefits of homeschooling your children you get to see them in a light that you normally wouldn't because you're watching how they read what they read what they react to mm -hmm. um, what their interests are and you can pull more and more of who they actually are out of them because you're observing it yeah all day long <laughs> that's how, but that's how I felt. <laughs> this is not comparable on any scale. But that's how I felt the 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 first two weeks of like when we were in quarantine, like yeah. strictly for a little while. Yeah. Because I'd never spent that much time with two of my cats, and I was like, I never really do get to see what they do all day. And I started like <laughs> observing their behaviors, and I was like, Is this normal for a cat, or is this just because I'm home all the time? Like. Oh, that's funny. you know, like you just start to notice because you you pick up on things that being around all the time. Yes, so I get it. I totally get it. That's you know, I, that's how we are with our house elves too. Yes, we we know more about them when we're home more. Exactly. Exactly. I'm thinking about getting a car elf. Oh God, <laughs> it's only a little speed demon. Watch out, Kev. We're gonna get a studio. Elf. What is that? <laughs> Haven't you ever watched Harry Potter, how they always have uh, house elves? No. Oh. Sorry. Never seen Harry Potter. What? Oh, my god! <laughs> I saw the first two when it came out, and that's it. Carly's saddest day was the, the last word that she read in the oh, Harry Potter. Oh, I finished Potter the books? Series. I was really depressed. <laughs> Are you into, like, the Fantastic Beasts thing or whatever, too? Or? Yeah. You know, it's it was a nice, like... So anecdotes like you know when someone gets off heroin and they take methadone like they're all like yeah. it's not as strong it's not the same it's not yeah. the same yeah it's just a substitute but your analogies today <laughs> what are quite interesting i feel like that watching better call saul after breaking bad yeah just because i just want more bad but it's not as good you know i mean it's good but it's not the same exactly um you're just talking about richard branson i've been on one of his boats before you have yeah richard wasn't there so <laughs> richard if you're listening <laughs> One of your, Why were you one, on this boat? One of your crew members gave me a tour. Oh, wow. Um, we were in the, I was with dad in the British Virgin Islands. Oh. And we, because he chartered a boat for his birthday. Yeah. And um, we had some issue with our boat and we had to make it to like the nearest dock. Before, Marina. Uh -huh. Marina before sundown. Yeah. And we literally happened wherever we, what's it called? What do, what do you call parking a boat? The dock. slip the or slip? the dock? Like yeah. the actual action of it. It's a parking. Oh. More? No. To, to, is it to mooring? I don't um, know. I, I should know. To dock, I think. It's just. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, and it was right next to one of his, like, beautiful Huge. yachts. Yeah. And his one of his crew members was there. Because I think it was near his island, Necker Island. Uh-huh. And um, he gave us a tour of the whole thing. And it was wow. crazy. They had, like, an espresso bar and, like, a champagne section. And it was beautiful. You didn't stow away? 
No, I did not. <laughs> I, I wish I would have just hung out in the espresso bar the whole time. I got to I got to go on the most beautiful yacht ever. Um, it was one of those once in a lifetime experiences. I felt like Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a billionaire's yacht. And um, as we're, we landed in um, Seattle and we're, we were going into Lake Washington on the little boat to take us to the big boat. And when we get to the big boat, there's five guys standing there with their hands behind their back <laughs> in uniform. Yeah. And as I'm coming up, they're grabbing everything that's in my hands so I don't have to carry it. Mm-hmm. And then they're letting me on the boat. It was insane. And we had lunch on the yacht, and we got to tour it. It was actually in that movie, Indecent Proposal. I've never seen that. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was really a a beautiful experience. And then a seaplane came and got us and took us to a private island. (laughs) They have all modes of transportation. Yes, it was really, really fun. It was really fun. We went with, um, it was uh, my tennis partner, used to be married to Herschel Walker, and it was his friend. Um, actually, they're all friends, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You don't invite you don't invite not your friends to your right yacht. and to your private island. It was really fun. Yeah, it's called a private island for a reason. Yeah, it was it was a blast. But yeah, that was good. I like it. Yeah. So um, let's you want to move on to our non-current event? If you do. Okay. <laughs> I think this is interesting. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Let me get my notes out. Um, this is just a really short one. In, in the 1930s, there was something called one-night cough syrup, and its ingredients contained um, cannabis, morphine, chloroform, and alcohol. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sounds sounds great. Like, sounds like something little Wayne would like. <laughs> it's called one-night because that's all you get after you take it. I'm kidding. I don't know why it's called one night. <laughs> I think because they're like, this will cure. Like what people die. This were, the, um, I don't know. I mean, it was ruled as non um non-medicinal or whatever four years later the fda was like no yeah this is a problem and then they ended up destroying in quotes because you know we don't know destroying the rest of the uh supply but i'm sure some people took some home and they're like hell yeah let's get turned in the end of it isn't that nuts tons of stuff like that used to be legal like quaaludes and well, I mean, wasn't there cocaine in Coca-Cola? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy. Just a little bit. Was it just a little bit? I don't know. No, I have no idea. It was idea. just like a little tiny bit. Oh, okay. But but they still took it out. Yeah. 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 Apparently, they didn't feel good about that, which is surprising because they don't care about... <laughs> We're not going to have them as a sponsor. <laughs> Coca-Cola? Uh, yeah. No. Even if they offered me millions of dollars, I'd say no. So do you have... Um, do you, do you have real strong feelings about that? Like, it, no matter what the product was, if somebody brought something to us and said, hey, we're going to give you a million dollars, you would say no? You wouldn't advertise for Coca-Cola? Yeah, not Coca-Cola. Look at you. Where would your line be drawn? Like, what what thing would you do that... Ooh. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I would just feel... And I guess, like, doesn't... Like, no major company's going to be coming to me and asking me to like advertise their products because hey, I <laughs> it's just it, we're early into this I have no we're only no 10 episodes in, in but I've always thought that was it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way whenever um like big celebrities endorse or become the face of things that are like coca-cola or mcdonald's or whatever things like that because I think that 
those things are so unhealthy and um it's kind of like a disconnect but also it's like it's like you know when you're walking down like the hair styling section in walgreens <laughs> i never for, I, I never i'll never forget seeing all these commercials and like julia roberts is on the cover of box dye hair right and i'm like she's not box dyeing her hair <laughs> ever she's getting her hair done in beverly hills like that's it's a half a grand to get her hair done you know what i mean like yeah. it's not like you shouldn't advertise or more unless, unless you use it right and I'm like, do people really think like that she uses used it? that? Yeah. Or are they like, oh, she just has nice hair. They just wanted to say, this is as close as we can get <laughs> to this color <laughs> <laughs> in a box. Yeah. But no, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. Like, what about alcohol? Would you be sponsored by alcohol? Probably. Company? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the alcohol. Okay. You know? No Everclear. I wouldn't do beer. <laughs> no Everclear. <laughs> no absinthe. It has to be. It has to be classy, classy alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it has to be something. I, you know, but like it's not good for you. I mean, that's it's true. Detrimental. It's probably. Are you just, saying beer is not classy? Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't say. That. <laughs> I'm a beer lover. I hate beer. The only reason I, I love beer, I but quit. it's not classy. No. Yeah, I used to order it everywhere we went, and your dad would be like. Get her a beer in a brown paper bag. <laughs> you can get classy beers. And, and beer, I'll so. have <laughs> a glass of wine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it just has a stigma to it that's like beach and yeah, yeah, like Corona. I just <laughs> Estella is a classy beer. There you go. Just yeah. because it has a cooler name and they make those glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I want to like beer. I just don't. It always makes me feel weird. Yeah. I don't enjoy it, but... I'm so sorry. To each their own. I'd advertise like a vodka or a... What are the two? Because like vodka and what's the other one? Um, Gin. Tequila. Bourbon or something. They're like some of the only ones that don't add like certain things after the distilling process oh. or something like that. Yeah. So like some... Because some alcohols are really clean. Like you can... I think... Um, I, but, from what I remember, I think the the two were tequila and vodka, but I'm not sure. Tequila. Yeah. Tequila's <laughs> the healthiest booze, or it, liquor anyway. Is it? It's made mm -hmm. from agave, right? Yeah. Like, you can get agave tequila. There's, like, actual health benefits to agave tequila. Wow. Well, Hell good. yeah. Well, we could use it. We could do that then. <laughs> but no McDonald's for you. No McDonald's. Yeah. No, no fast That's food. That's a hard no. Soda. Not that I don't ever eat fast food and stuff, but I just wouldn't feel comfortable if I was already making so much money endorsing something that um is really bad for people right but but alcohol is really bad for people not tequila <laughs> not tequila we just okay, had but the alcohol part <laughs> well yeah maybe not the other ingredients yeah no it's true but i don't think anyone's gonna go get drunk just because i'm drinking tequila i bet you they're gonna go dang if she can do it i can do it I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Inspired. Kidding. I've always thought that was weird that alcohol commercials can't show um, people drinking. Yeah. They, they can only just to, like and then hold they used it and to show people smoking on television too. Yeah. And they stopped that. Oh yeah. They had to turn that train around real quick. Which is interesting because it doesn't seem like they really care. <laughs> yeah. No. Cigarettes used to be like toothpaste. Like like doctors would like be like, these are the cigarettes I smoke. <laughs> you should smoke them too. <laughs> They're going to kill us all. I am so glad I never got into smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Did you? Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't have an addictive personality. I have an obsessive personality, but I don't have an addictive one. Yeah. How do you separate the two? Um, I don't. 
<laughs> like, no, I'm saying healthily. in your mind, how is it different? Oh, um, I don't like feeling like reliant upon like something. I mean, I'm addic- addicted to like caffeine, but right. Um, I would don't feel like some like I don't like the feeling of needing to rely on something to stabilize like my mood or my habits. If that makes right. sense, definitely. Um, but like I'll get obsessive with like things I like the NBA. Yeah, okay. like if I want to learn things, then like. If I get obsessed with something specific, then almost anything else isn't interesting to me at the time. For like, you know what I mean? For like maybe. Like, you better warn your future husband of this. I'm like, I have a new obsession. You're not interesting anymore. I'm done with you. I'll be back in a few months. Maybe that's why you don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with boys yet. Oh my gosh. I used to be so obsessed with boys. Yeah, you're a boy crazy. I was totally boy crazy most of my life. They are amazing creatures. I think you're just flirty. Well, I'm that way with every human, though. Yeah. Because, like, people have accused me of that before. I'm like, well, have you seen me with old people or children? Or I just am friendly. You can't say you flirt with children. Well, you know what I'm saying? They are calling it flirting. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just comes off. Like, any type of extra friendliness or engagement, like, appears to be. People think it's flirty, Mm -hmm. and I'm just... I think that's light a, and airy. I, I, I was gonna say, I think that's a Gemini thing because Gemini's like run around like giving people nicknames and stuff like that, and people don't like no, a lot of people don't do that, and be, so they're like, oh, it's flirting that's, with that, me. They they really like me. Yeah, exactly. Guys confuse light and airy with flirting all the time. Yes, I tell you for sure. Yes, I think so too. Like, dude, that chick's totally into me. I'm like, she's just being nice to you, dude. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know that's always like my biggest pet peeve so I always overcorrect the other way and I'm like a total bitch and I'm like well I don't want them to think I like them oh and my <laughs> gosh that's funny you gotta so, be careful it's a fine line it is a fine line <laughs> do you have a go-to bitch comment that you make um no no not a go-to one like a sign-off like you know how like Dane always is like it seems like a you kind of problem to me you oh know. yeah do you have anything like that that you use I've kind of stolen his <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it <laughs> that's yeah he does say that a lot he's like that sounds like a you problem and i'm like oh god yeah please don't leave me alone save no. me no nah, i don't have a specific comment like that i don't think you're just too nice dane might have a whole repertoire you could choose from <laughs> yeah that's true that's what i wonder if he knows we talk about him so much oh there's no way there's no way he's listened to a single episode and i'm gonna do a shout out to jackson because he's like one of our yes. best followers that's jackson what... we love you that's my nephew and he leaves all these great comments for i know us. i love him he is a most talented handsome young man i'll tell this story about dane since he's never gonna listen to it um <laughs> you ready i'm yeah. gonna expose no it's something that i did to my dane's my brother so there was like a period of time where i thought it was really hilarious and and this probably you know i was like probably like 17 18 and so whenever i'd be like out at a mall or coffee shop or bars or whatever anytime a guy would ask me for my number and i didn't want to give it to him like now i just say no like a normal adult you know what i mean <laughs> but then i would always just give him dane's like oh my, my god i would always i would always i would always give him my big brother's number where did you get that idea that's so not nice um I really don't know. I just thought it'd be really funny. That's and seriously even worse than getting a fake number. <laughs> I know. I would just give Horrible. him. But here, but I didn't tell Dane I was doing this. So after about a year and a half, I think I finally told him. And he's like, is that why I keep getting <laughs> random texts from people? And and he would just, but he would show me. He would just send back like a random gif. Like, like yeah. who the fuck are you? And yeah. so they would just stop replying. But oh my he was gosh. like, why do I keep getting random texts from people saying they know me? Oh my gosh. I know. I think you didn't give him your dad's number. No. <laughs> That's why I thought it'd be funny. Because like, 
yeah know. dane would never reply to anyone anyway yeah he doesn't even <laughs> reply to my text so i knew it was a safe bet like he's not gonna be like how did you get this number what's your name like yeah. i knew he wasn't gonna investigate yes and i thought it would be really funny to do to him specifically and so when did you outgrow this um probably when i was like 19 oh, i only wow. did it for like a year year and a half maybe yeah. and then after i told him i was like the bit isn't it was a bit <laughs> he could have flipped that bit on the, you yeah he could have been like our number is only one digit apart it must have been an accident like i'm sure she's really into you like here's her number oh god <laughs> like, oh yeah she's been talking about you like she's expecting your text oh send me an army of people that would not be good yeah and it didn't happen that often but um i thought it was really funny I think it's great. Mm-hmm. He used to also remember, he used to smoke cigarettes. And yeah. um, I would always, I used to take one or two, <laughs> I would take one or two cigarettes out of his pack and I would hide them. And then whenever yes. he was really jonesing for one, I'd make him <laughs> buy them back from me. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> and then one time he came over to my house and he needed one and I was like, I don't have any. And he's like, I know she had one somewhere. <laughs> and he did, he found one in a drawer. <laughs> I know I never hit him that like far away, but yeah, I made I made a couple bucks off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds like you. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. That's really cute. Do you have any more non-current events? Yeah, actually, I thought this was really um, really funny. So, uh, okay, this is embarrassing. I don't know how to read Roman numerals. Oh, what is XV? Is that six? XV is 15. 15? I was way off. See, I told y'all. This is what happens when you're homeschooled. Some things slip through the cracks, and that was one of them. (laughs) Well, that was also your, you are, um, that was your dyslexia, symbols. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, symbols and numbers. But you, nothing else. You were great with reading or whatever. There was numerical. It had something to do with numerical numbers. Sequencing. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm really terrible at that. Going back to dyslexic kids. Yeah. That was, is that like when you have to like spot patterns and things? Like I think that's what or? it was, but I don't remember because it was so long ago. I mean, I think you were five when you took that test. Oh. And so I, I'm sure I have the results somewhere. Because <laughs> I hated those like things on math tests where like it would ask you to find the pattern. Yeah. And at first it's easy. It's like, this is three apart. This is three apart. Yeah. And then it makes some random turn. Yeah. And I'm like, and it was always it's prime numbers yeah, or so Fibonacci like, sequence or yeah, whatever. I was never good at figuring that out. But um, so King Louis 15 um the 15th the king louis the king louis 15 that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a year or like a video game or something okay so yes king louis the 15th the 15th was um stabbed in an assassination attempt on january 5th in 1757 at wow. the you know palace of versailles um and homeboy king louis thought he was gonna oh, die boy. he thought he was gonna die so he went to he, he ran to his wife and um he confessed his all of the affairs that he had had only to realize he was wearing thick winter clothing only to realize the wound was superficial and oh. he was going to be absolutely fine <laughs> what <laughs> which i know i'm like if you see yourself get stabbed but then you don't like feel like you're dying but I think he just had... He a, just was afraid of going he, to hell, I think. I know. I was, like, <laughs> he, I was like, he's either afraid of going to hell or he's afraid that his wife is going to be posthumously very mad at him. So I bet he, it was the first. He confessed all this. <laughs> I know. And then I'm the like... The kind of guy that cheats on his wife is going to be the one that would go tell her to make himself feel better. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, why don't you go to the priest? Why the, why the wife? Maybe he wasn't in the court that day. 
I don't know, but um, I'm like, that's really funny because imagine. How does somebody even get into um, the king's court that close to where they can stab him? Wonder uh, what happened to that guy. Oh, he got he beheaded. he for sure got tortured and killed. Oh, tortured. Yeah, they did. Um, they did a lot of terrible things to him. That was I was reading about. Um, <laughs> tortured. Are we going dark? <laughs> no. Because okay, so I read. She, I read. She she's got the. <laughs> <laughs> a theme well, no because i read about one crazy like torture technique that they used to do like um wow in south southeast asia or somewhere like uh, obviously in right. ancient times and they would train elephants to execute people and like to like stomp on them oh, no. and they knew <laughs> i know this is so dark and they would train them to even make it like slow or to make it quick so like if you committed a crime this is one of those times you don't want the elephants to be smart and you're gonna be uh executed then they would bring out the elephant oh to come mess with you and crush your limbs and things like that Whoa. isn't that crazy yeah. that is um but then this is something that didn't kill people but basically drove them crazy so in uh is victorian prison torture this is weird because this is messed up they had this like um crank on the side of the wall like you know to like uh it was like a, a big one that you would like have to stand up and use your whole body because it would like you think it would lower or raise something up or do something but the thing is it it was a crank to nothing and it was controlling nothing and it was to psychological yes because it was to make them do the same thing for hours with no reward and no payoff of no like task being done, just the same monotonous oh, thing. Gosh. Isn't that dark? That's a whole nother level of evil. Right? Like imagine like you can't even just sit in your prison cell. You have to sit and, and crank. Wow. Till it breaks you down mentally. Yeah. Well, that was like that V for Vendetta where mm -hmm. she like he, she gets broken down in the so-called prison and then she's not in the prison. Yeah. And she overcame and, you know, loved who she became but was so mad that she went through it mm -hmm. it was crazy yeah it was really good that movie. was actually a really good movie it was so good i loved it i love natalie portman yeah it's very good but that's like there's so many like even today i was reading like to me there's so many weird things that go on in this world that are kind so of dark many, yeah i was reading about there's some thing in the catholic religion that happened either yesterday or today where the blood of a saint is held in this it looks like a magnifying glass size glass inside of something else that's in glass. And apparently if it liquefies, the world will be fine. And if it hardens, then the world won't be fine or something. I just, some really weird ceremony and they're holding this thing up and it's liquefied and everybody's all happy and it's the blood of a saint. It's Whoa. so crazy. Yeah, imagine your blood decides the fate of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I probably have good blood. Maybe maybe that's what Maybe not saintly blood. Maybe but. that's what uh, Angelina Jolie and uh, Billy Bob Thornton were doing with yeah. each other's You know how she used yes. to have a vial of his blood? Yes. Maybe she was really just seeing if the world was going to end. Maybe I don't know. There's just a lot of very strange ceremonies that I don't know anything about. Yeah, I know. Somebody left me out of the ceremony class. Yeah, I know. I'm like, where, where are the rituals? <laughs> There's sorcery going on and I'm not a part of it. That's interesting. 
I thought it was fascinating. I, I tried to read about it and everything I clicked into was Italian. And so I was oh. like, oh, I can't even find out about it because it's all written in Italian. You could translate it. Oh, I didn't online. think of that. I, didn't think I mean, of that. It, it, it's probably going to be super botched, but it might help though. Yeah. I, I was very, very interested. I was like, there's a blood of a saint that still moves. Like, Yeah. Also, wouldn't the same thing just happen to it no matter what? I don't know. Maybe it's cold. It's hot. I don't Trust me, this is way out of my wheelhouse. I know nothing about blood after death. Nothing. Oh, the saint's dead? The saint's dead. Thought... The blood is in there and it's like a, from 1500s or something like that. What? I don't know. I, I, that's all I got. That's all I got. Maybe they were just bringing him back from the dead. I don't know. That's crazy. I want to be a saint. You have to like do miracles. <laughs> and they have to be confirmed by the church. You have to, like, do miracles. And if you do miracles, they kind of don't like it. Because you're too powerful? I don't know. Because there are a lot of people that could do miracles ended up not in a good space. But then later on, we're saint, saint, or canonized as saints. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that happens. Everyone, like, there's, like, this amazing person that exists, and everyone's, like, no, Disowns we're rejecting them. you. Yeah, <laughs> and then like seventy-five year to hundreds of years later, people are like, you know what? Actually, they made a lot of really good points. Yes. Yeah. Well, that could be true in relationships too. <laughs> <laughs> you look back and you're like, damn, <laughs> they had some good points. You're like, well, I get it. <laughs> I hope every one of my exes think that <laughs> about you. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Uh, that'll be good. I would like that. Um giving me apologies or thank yous i had a one boyfriend thank me really yeah that's nice yeah he's like you trained me well <laughs> oh that's cute i like when i like when um relationships end amicably yes and someone made such a good point um and they were they were saying how if someone has a bunch of exes and they say they're all crazy that's a huge red flag like we see it as like weird if someone's like still friends with their ex, but I think it's a it's a sign of maturity. Yes, and I don't think it's weird. Yes, like I mean to an extent, like, but I agree. I think it's it's a bigger sign of maturity than being like, oh, this psycho bitch, and it's like what you dated her for seven years, right, like, <laughs> or longer. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. agree. There's people that get divorced after forty years. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they have those midlife later life crisis and yeah. realize it's not what they want to be doing it's and i agree late. with you if you at any point you know loved and worshipped and enjoyed somebody how can you go from that to absolute hatred mm -hmm. um that seems to me to be more what's inside of you than mm -hmm. what's inside of them well also that's it's closer like you still have strong feelings for someone if you hate them like that's absolutely. closer to still liking them than not caring about them absolutely yeah. I totally agree with that. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Want to hear something funny that happened in Britain? Sure. Recently, a few days ago, uh, this man was found on a bus using a live snake as a mask. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. The poor snake. Well, no. It was like coiled just around his head, just chilling. Oh, I thought he had it like rigged yeah. up somehow. <laughs> no. I imagine. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So it was like coiled around his neck like yes. a gator yeah it was yeah. just kind of like it, had, it was a it was a pretty big snake so it was you know could you imagine it was, it was a thick snake he's so. a very creative human <laughs> well i'm like that's what happens like you remember your snake but you forget your mask and he's like well you know 
he's not wrong. It was something covering his face, and that that was the only requirement. So, oh my gosh, yeah, I think he got in trouble with the authorities. I guess. I I mean, are you allowed to walk around without with a snake? I have no idea. I mean, it's not poisonous, right? But would that make a difference? I don't know. I mean, people have their dogs out. Yeah, I would assume you can have a snake some out. dogs bite. Yeah. I don't see what's more dangerous about a snake is all I'm saying. Yeah. I think as long as they're holding it, it's fine. I think that people just don't like to take their snakes out. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> Not like that. Keep your snakes in. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I love it. You know, I was um, listening to um, this really amazing um, radio show and they were talking about words that break down that we don't even think about that actually have really, really incredible meaning just looking at the word. And um, I wrote down some of them because I thought it was so fascinating. One of them was forest and... Mm -hmm. You think of for rest. You go to the forest for rest, mm -hmm. which I thought was so good. Another one was doubt because it starts with the, the word duo, but it's it's reversed. But I guess that happens a lot when there's different translations in different um, yeah. languages. Um, and that would be to be double-minded, like you're, you're doubting you a duo. You have dual thoughts. Yeah, yeah I mm -hmm. thought that was really cool. Um, eavesdrop is, you know, an obvious compound word. You know, you're dropping from the eaves. Wait, what are the eaves? Eaves drop are the eaves are like the the uh, rooftop of a of, of a building. The eaves, so they'd be dripping from the eaves. They're eavesdropping. They're like in the building. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I love eavesdropping. And then alarm. <laughs> It's my favorite. It's the one thing I miss about going out in public. I miss like getting to overhear other people's conversations. Yours. It's so exciting. <laughs> What's the best conversation you've ever? eavesdropped on i heard this couple getting off a plane one time and they were it was in, landed in california and they were very excited and they were like california they're like this is the home of california pizza kitchen yeah i thought that i was laughing so hard <laughs> to myself because they were so excited they yeah and i was like i'm not positive that that started here but i'm very excited <laughs> for you in this journey that's so cute i remember one time getting off an airplane and these six like really good looking men walk by and they're talking about their trip and how great it was because I happened to be like merging at the airport you know in the same hallway and they're like yeah that those girls were so hot and that was so fun you know we're definitely not telling our wives we're going <gasps> back there and I was just like and I looked and they all had rings on Gross. and I was like ew that was the worst thing I've ever eavesdropped and not on purpose but just happened <laughs> to hear somebody where Oh, it was just randomly in the airport. It wasn't from. Yeah, it was, so I was literally getting off and walking into the concourse. Um, and they happened to be merged at the same yeah. place. And they were just so into their conversation that they didn't really pay attention to who was around them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to follow you and go tell on you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I stay out of other people's business. That's a really good thing to do. So that was <laughs> eavesdropped. The next one was alarm which is all arms, all to arms, alarm, mm -hmm. like everyone to arms, like a military thing. It's crazy because the original alarms used to be those like giant bells in like yeah. those like ancient cities. So someone would just be like, I'm like, that's 
that's the ideal job to have if you live (laughs) hear me out if you live in an ancient kingdom that could be overthrown by i don't know who what army at any second yeah and you see these people coming and your job is literally just to go like ring the bell yeah that's all i'd want to do i would just want (laughs) to sit in the tower and ring the bell like i don't (laughs) not gonna engage in any of the fighting (laughs) like that's the safest spot to be i'll be be up in the tower if you need me yeah all the arms i'll be here ringing the bells (laughs) who's gonna ring the bells who's gonna know but it's true like (laughs) (laughs) and the next word segues well it's power so it's how like it's really forceful it's high energy and then er um and then propaganda i was just like whoa it's pro pagan duh pro pagan so you're professionally not doing the godly thing it's you're pro, you're pro uh what was the word propaganda no <laughs> oh, um pro pagan duh pro pagan yeah i lost that word for a second and i thought that was really interesting and then he was saying that library is bury the lies lie bury um and then research is searching again and mm-hmm. why do we call it searching again when we really think we're searching, searching for the first time? But it's because <clears throat> we really do have a connection to all and knowing things. And so that's why they call it researching. Um, government, which is so scary, <laughs> govern <laughs> the mind, governmental. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. They're literally telling you <laughs> what they do. And we're just like, oh, the government. We Mind control. Yeah. Wait, when did that when did that um, phrase come about? What? Or that word, government. Government, I don't know. It's been around a long time, though. Yeah. Um, and then clever is to tear apart, to cleave. Cleaver, like um, to split something with a cleaver. Um, when you think about in order to be clever, you're splitting it into something smaller. Like you're cutting it up. You're chopping it up. That doesn't make sense to me, but... It doesn't? I mean... It's like like, you're looking at it in a different way. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's kind of like doubt duo. Um, But I thought that was an interesting one. And then individual, and it's in-dividing all. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then business, busyness. And then the last one I wrote down was uh, manager. And that's a man-ager. They're making people stressed and like working hard and you know whatever and it ages you i just thought that was so fascinating i'm the man ager of this establishment can i speak to the man ager excuse me i would like to speak to the man ager what would you at least it's not woman ager notice what notice they're not right they said man yeah, we're staying we're staying young and spry. But they probably created that word before they they encouraged women to go work. Yeah, so that all of us could be slaves. <laughs> Imagine if someone's like, "Are you the manager?" And I'm like, "I'm the womanager." <laughs> I'm the womanager. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. I think that would be the a disrespect. Really, really good idea. Oh, sorry. My wife's a great manager then. Oh. <laughs> she's aging you <laughs> just kidding that's funny that is funny he's just kidding he speaks kindly of you dear one if you hear this she knows it's true 
Well, we all age each other, really. That's true. Too. I mean, it's a stress just to live with somebody. It doesn't matter who it is, how wonderful they are. There's just a different dynamic in the yeah. house. Yeah, it's true. And so... That's why when people live by themselves for too long, I think it's really hard for them to... Be tolerant. Yeah, to integrate <laughs> someone into their life. Because it is like an integration, I think. Yeah. And so do you think that having the tolerance is better? Or do you prefer to... Um, be alone in your own little heavenly bubble? Like, which one do you think is overall more healthy for the person? I don't know. I think it depends on the person in there. I think you probably need both throughout life, but I don't know. Who am I to speak? I think some people need people. Like, people who are extroverted, like, can't be, who don't like to be alone too much, I think that they would hate living by themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> I just know how much... Um, humans need each other yeah because everyone has such different gifts and i do think that there's that bachelor bachelorette type that i don't need anyone i've got this i can do everything myself um but i think a lot of them do that as a protective measure more mm -hmm. than they do it as their choice if it's a choice that's different you know you just are a very autonomous person but i think some of them are doing it because they can't trust anyone or they don't feel comfortable relying rel on yes. yeah yeah because it's more comfortable to be able to rely on yourself because you're like oh i know i'm always gonna show up right right it takes away the risk there's no risk in it yeah i challenged a friend of mine on this um because he's very autonomous mm -hmm. and i was like but here's the thing I go, what if something happens to you and you get really sick and you, you're not going to call one of your friends, none of them. Nope. I'll call an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like, that Are once. Are you serious? <laughs> and he's like, no, for sure. I would just call an Uber to yeah. take me to the hospital. And I'm like, okay. If it's not bad enough for an ambulance, he would call an Uber rather than one of his friends. They'd probably get there faster. <laughs> I'd do that. It's so practical. But I think I'd rather, yeah, I mean, if it was that bad, I think I would call somebody to be with me through it. Mm -hmm. But that's just my own opinion. Yeah, I think it depends. When you got your stitches, did anyone go with you? Uh, my roommate drove me to the hospital. <laughs> Dropped you off? Well, that's what I told him. I was like, you don't need to wait here. It's fine. I'll just Uber home because it, was, it didn't know how long it was going to be. Yeah. And um, and it wasn't that serious. No, and I was just getting stitches in my thumb. You just chopped yeah, off and I your don't, thumb. <laughs> I just chopped off. No, it was just the tip of it a little bit, and um, I didn't. And I don't want, like, people there while I'm getting stitches. Like, I want to be able to. That's a private act. It's private. <laughs> if I'm going to cry because I'm getting a shot, that's going to be between me and the, and the technician doctor. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> or the nurse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious, Carly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we discussed this. You don't like, you don't like those. Yeah, if it was somewhere else in my body, maybe I would have driven myself, but it was bleeding everywhere, and I was like, um... I think mm. I need a ride. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I think I need you to drive me to an emergency room. I was very calm, though. Scary. Yeah. That was not a fun phone call. I, I, as a mother, to know that your kids are in the hospital ever <laughs> without you, it's not good. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They told me that the stupid nerves in the tip of my thumb would grow back in three months, and it's been like a year and a half, and it hasn't. Oh, we need back. to put some cayenne poultices on it. I know. It. it looks weird. We, get, we could bring it back. Let's well, do it. We can bring my nerves back. We're going to do it. I still think we should bring your ear back, too. She's deaf in one ear for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, mono hearing. But I think she likes it. <laughs> it's nice. I'm like, let's get it fixed. No. <laughs> well, because it's nice because I can fall asleep anywhere. Because if you fall asleep on your 
my good side, good then it tunes out everything. So it's really convenient for that. And also, um, getting your hearing back or losing your hearing after you've had it one way or the other for most of your life can be really hard to integrate. And because um, you're not used to it. Yes. Because like I, jo I joined the Reddit group of um, it's so funny that I found this. It's it's called mono hearing and it's all oh, this is interesting. It's all people who can only hear in one, one or the ear. other ears. And it's a total mix because half the people are like me, like born that way. And so they are adjusted to it. But some people lose it uh, later in life. And it's li it's like actually traumatic for them because it changes tons of things and I was like and things that you don't even think about right but when you adjust to them as a kid they're just different but it, these people were saying how they used to love like going out with their friends and the concerts and bars and stuff and they're like now like I hate going to crowded places it gives me severe anxiety because you can't pick like a voice out of a crowd because the background noise sounds just as loud as someone talking to you so right. it's it's extremely overwhelming mm -hmm. like that's is why I don't like being in big crowds in, in, in big crowds or really loud restaurants like right. it just makes it makes me real anxious because it's just it's so disturbing for the sound and you can't hear where something's coming from so right. it's really hard to focus and things like that but these people are like about that. talking about how it makes them depressed and how they don't ever like it but it's crazy to see how well, if you get used to something it doesn't yeah. affect you whereas if it's taken away it's like a really big deal but yeah. I haven't found someone who's gotten their hearing back yet but I think it would be the same way I think that the adjustment period would be like it would just be weird yeah but um I don't know yeah I had to do this exercise one time I think for it was like a acting class or something it's like this meditation exercise where you have to get in tune with all your senses and you I have to like uh, close your eyes and go through all of them you have to identify sounds and you have to identify like what's like far away and close by and I think that was the first time I was like y'all can tell how something close is like how close wow. something is by sound like yeah I never even thought about trying to, because it all sounds the same to me, so I never thought about trying to, like, differentiate that. Have That's, you ever inquired to see if there is a way you could fix your ear? No, I've never looked into it. We just looked into why she was and went through all kinds of testing, and basically there's no anatomical reason for her not yeah, to Yeah, it looks like hear. it should work. So yeah. I just keep thinking, well, maybe she'll get struck by lightning or something. <laughs> Touch an electrical we'll fence. Have or... a near-death experience. Oh yeah. no, we don't want that. <laughs> no. We're not going to speak. I that think over. if I get struck by lightning, that might be a near-death experience. <laughs> That's, That's a good point. <laughs> that might just be a death experience. Yeah. If that oh, but you're so full of light. It won't. It won't be a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, crazy. No, People that would struck be struck by lightning. That would be really wild. I would. Be so weird. Yeah, and I did. That's why I said it is because I read a book about somebody who got their hearing from. Being struck by lightning? Yeah, remember I Whoa. told you about it when I read it. And you're like, well, I don't want that to happen. That's crazy. It just like charged some part of them. And I don't know if it was struck by lightning or an electric fence or it was some sort of electrocution Whoa. that brought it back. That's so interesting. Yeah, and I just think it's so crazy that yours is anatomically perfect. Like yeah. usually when people are deaf, there's something missing or yeah. um, it just for whatever reason... Um, I've always had a, my own philosophy about why, because um, you were, they um, did sonograms on you every other day when you were, um, when my water broke, mm -hmm. and then I was in the hospital for like four and a half weeks, and they had to check and make sure there was enough water maintaining because it didn't completely break. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. The human body is wild. Yeah. That's when I found out they had, um, what do they call it? Amnio fluid? that you can actually do transplants. 
Oh, they were whoa. like, oh, if you need to, we can get some from somebody. I'm like, because there's some women that overproduce. I'm like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I'll have just enough. Don't worry. But that's why you were born with your nose like completely smushed. It was scary. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> and she goes, don't worry. It'll bounce back out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. That's funny. A little smushed nose. You yeah. were cute, though. You had a little high cheekbones and you were only like five pounds. Heck yeah. I could, I could pick you up like this. Little little nugget, little loaf of bread. It was very cute. Um, I saw something yesterday, and it made me so mad. Um, so this l- lady had posted um, this. I don't know who she was. Someone else like reposted it. So I saw it on Instagram, and she had gotten uh, like kicked off of a flight basically, but they didn't want to like <clears throat> I guess single her out, and so they made everyone like deplane. But it was because her. Two, like her son had just turned two years old and um, she couldn't keep a mask on him because he was like... They have to wear a mask if they're under... Mm-mm, two or over. Oh and he was gosh. just... He's like just barely two years old. And she was like... He was screaming and crying. I kept trying to like hold hold the mask on him. But it's there's horrible. only so much you can do if your kid's like... No, that's horrible. Literally screaming and crying because she was like, what am I supposed to do? Like hold it over him the whole flight? Like he just kept taking it off and um oh my god and she said that she'd been on like a bunch of other like a few other flights recently and they hadn't said anything because he's she still had him like in the sling and stuff so she was like he's um he's young so they make it enforce it but once they found out that he was exactly two years old they made her get him a seat but here's what here's what bothered me about it like even more specifically is that if you are doing it out of people's safety because you want everyone to be wearing a mask. By deplaning everyone, delaying it, reboarding everyone, you're putting people in more danger because they're spreading their germs everywhere else. Right. Than just, you know, turning <laughs> turning a blind eye to the one kid who's probably gonna, you know what, cry for a little while and then fall asleep. Right. And not be of any any danger to anyone else. Wow. So if I was a mom in that situation, I would go buy like a really badass helmet for real oh, yeah like a costume like a like a yeah. astronaut helmet or a motorcycle helmet or whatever it might work but it would probably oh, at so least funny. get you on the plane until you yeah. put food in his mouth where they <laughs> where they can yeah where they can eat and things like that yeah it's so crazy how yeah that's horrible yeah. I, I don't even think that kids should have to wear them to be honest um from what i understand there was that pediatric specialist that said that kids aren't giving it to adults yeah which doesn't make any sense but yeah i don't know um but yeah i was like also because it was apparently the flight attendant pointed it out and then got on the phone and was like it looks like we're gonna have a struggle with these people and was um very smug and rude about it and i was like here's the thing before you (laughs) before you kick a a two-year-old off of a plane for not keeping a mask on while they're having a temper tantrum, you should have to try and get the mask on him yourself. <laughs> That's the rule. If you can't keep the mask on the kid, then you call the quits yeah. and you you take one for the team. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing, everyone, and I know everyone's doing their jobs, but there is a fine line between doing Militant. your job and, and being over, I goody, don't know. Goody. Yeah, like it's, rule there's, follower. There's, if, if he can take his mask off to eat, I for know. 10 to 15 minutes he can have a temper tantrum for 10 to 15 minutes right he, if the kid's like screaming and crying he's not going to be able to keep that on like 
Yeah. And that's what the mom said. She's like, I've never felt lower as a mother trying to keep this mask and on him. And it's not her fault. As he's crying and screaming oh, and saying, yes. no mom, no mom, please. Yes. And she's like, it feels like a violation yes. of my kid because yes. what a, yeah, so... Um, I felt that way when uh, we put Dane through heart surgery. He had to have surgery, but yeah. I felt so hard. Like, it's heartbreaking because they're so young. He was almost three when he had it. He had no idea why yeah. we were poking him every two minutes and had to wake up in the middle of, you know, he understood what was happening. We told him, but, you know, they're little and they yeah. trust you so much. You mm-hmm. can see where children can get so abused because he just, trusted us and still loved us and hugged us and i'm sorry going how does he still like me (laughs) after i put him through so much yeah that was one of the hardest things um that i've ever been through as a mother was that um so i get what she's feeling for sure but i do think that this is a little sidebar of advice for any parent that has to have a child go through any kind of traumatic surgery is to remember that the speed of the leader, the speed of the pack. We actually had um, Dr. Nakaida, um, who was Dane's neuro uh, heart surgeon, sent us a note saying that if all parents were as positive and as less devastated, he goes, I think most kids would walk out of ICU. They said that Dane was the first kid that ever walked out of ICU <laughs> after heart surgery. Yeah. Usually, you know, they would have to take him in the bed and blah, blah, blah. But he wanted to walk, and so they let him. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that that had never happened, but he also had never seen parents that took it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, that's my nature, you know, in the middle of it. But I also think God gives you grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not a dramatic person. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, um, they don't mean to do this, but they, they put the worry on the kids by, by yeah. but, well, and they make it worse by making it, as serious when they're talking on the phone or when they're Mm -hmm. uh, the kids observing you at all times and they feel like we have an actual toroidal field and it extends and if if you're in a low space or scared or whatever your kid's going to feel it Mm -hmm. and so um i just think that's a really good tip how old was he was almost three he had his his third birthday um actually there because he even though we had had the surgery ahead of time um he got infected with staff staff and strep infection and so um he had to go back for like two weeks it was horrible he almost died that's terrible yeah well (laughs) should we move on yeah 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 well he's doing fine now so that's what matters yeah i mean he he just threw was thriving after that yeah he had a hole in his heart i know he became the six foot four man all right so for our closing segment, we have Why'd You Tweet That? Why did you? Where we analyze each other's tweets. And I I have my favorite one was about our... Oh my gosh, I just realized that what the ones I picked were literally what you were talking about today. What do you mean? You're of your tweets. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, maybe we should. you should pick another one then. Um, mine was uh, the, the one you had about the cat. And then the other one, here's the other one I had. Um, the age of straight guys getting into astrology is almost upon us. Listen, what, y'all. What was, <laughs> what was that one about? It's going to happen. And I tweeted this specifically because I wanted to be able to go back and prove to people that I'm calling this 
before it's happening. Yeah. Because I think that there is even just a general boom of astrology kind of happening. It's becoming more and more and more mainstream. Right. And what people don't understand about it is it's very complex. And you have to take a lot of different things into account. And it's not as black or white or as topical as it may look to the naked eye. And so, but even... um, way more people like I just know and talking to and seeing trends and things like that it's becoming because I feel like the general thing of it has always been girls have into it and guys make fun of it you know what I mean like Uh I've never seen but not but not gay guys because you said straight guys oh yeah my my gay friends are into astrology (laughs) like I mean a lot of them not probably not all of them right right, you don't want to stereotype but oh yeah definitely they're on the up and up we exchange memes (laughs) astrology memes like but straight guys are the only ones that uh haven't 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 come around to it yet i'm ready for it it's gonna happen and i think it's gonna be really funny to watch that uh shift over yeah that's awesome all right so the other one was and it's so true I am a witness to this. My cat is on drugs. I don't know where he got them, but I know he's on drugs. And so we found out later what drug it was. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was acting really weird. He was, he was just acting really weird. And I was like, I don't know what, what he's been up to, but he's never acted like this before. He was before. rolling around on the floor. Yeah, he was and... rolling around on the floor, doing weird things to my shoes. And yeah. like, he kept like running away from things that didn't exist. And I was like, what? Is happening? I was, I was like, I, and you were right. Yeah, because so later on, we, we found that I had left out the packing tape. Yeah, and he had uh, licked a bunch of tape and, and gotten he, real high. He loves glue. Yeah, it's the weirdest to cat. Sniff glue. Yeah. He loves glue. And then he threw up a bunch later. So that's. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's my fault. I poisoned your children. So uh, glad he had his fun for a few hours before he puked everywhere. <laughs> but um, and I'm glad you have to clean it up and not me. It's your baby yeah i know so what's mine well i now i'm looking for another one because oh because you, uh, we were talking about yeah it, it was the manager and the other one oh, and stuff like that yeah. like you okay. had tweeted breaking down the words that we just talked about yeah i i loved he- learning about that and now everything everybody's saying to me i'm really like trying to look at it and break <laughs> it down <laughs> listen closely um that's the law of correspondence at work I'll ask you about this because I didn't know about this. Barbados, you you tweeted just this article. Barbados to remove Queen Elizabeth as head of state. Yeah. What does head of state mean? So it means that... Barbados. So like, you know, like in England, she's considered the monarchy, Mm -hmm. right? Well, it's the same in in Barbados. Okay, okay. And so, but they're taking uh, away her power, um, Mm. which I think is really interesting in light of all that's going on with all of the... The conspiracy stuff because she's one of the bad guys and all the conspiracy mm-hmm. stuff and i just think it's interesting that it's proving out in other ways that aren't included in the conspiracy yeah theory. people are like mm, we don't know if we want to mess with that there seems to be a lot of sorcery and secrecy going on <laughs> we're missing out i'm telling you but i'm not i'm not i'm not sad about it i don't want to be in that club i like the light club better <laughs> that's my club so was that the only one? Yeah. Okay. Well, we we chatted about it. <laughs> we are done. In-